0: Let's just get started. With the We're Over 9000 podcast. Your host Dylan. And
1: Duncan's over there. And I'm your co-host Duncan. And we're over 9000. I'm just going to steal my roll. Yep. You are my friend. Uh, And And this this is is our our show. show. Every Monday. The show is out on iTunes. This is our dream. Ah, we We talk talk about video games and anime.
0: anime. Whoa, we're over 9,000. That's that's fine, that's fine. today we're going to talk about a specific subset of games.
1: No, we're not. Oh, okay, well,
0: what are we going to talk about then, Duncan?
1: Today we're going to talk about a specific subset of games. Fuck yourself. (laughs) Anyways, do continue, do continue. We're going to talk
0: about games that consist of four titles. uh, Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls, Until Dawn, and the other one.
1: Hidden Agenda. Hidden Agenda. Um, What's funny, actually, I didn't really think about this until we were just starting the podcast now, but um, we're going to be talking about two games by Supermassive Games, and two games by whoever made Heavy Rain. Yeah. Whoever those people are. You should look it up at some point. What? I don't have anything to
0: look it up. (laughs) Isolated in a sound booth. And the
1: reason we've decided to talk about this is we recently played Hidden Agenda. It's out on the PS4. Um, It's a really interesting it's a very weird game and uh, we just thought it might be interesting to talk about these types of games and sort of compare and contrast them.
0: Heavy Rain was made by Quantic Dream.
1: Ah, and that's the people who made uh, a couple of the games too. Yeah. They probably Uh, made something else. So... First off, before we go into anything, as we always do, we'll have to explain to you, uh, plebeians, what exactly Rude. <laughs> this type of subset is. And for me, at least, when I'm thinking about these types of games, it sort of comes down to two major elements. And that's the element of choice uh, that's, that drastically affect the story. And... um the fact that the story is almost told as a movie or a television episode. As opposed to like a game. Where a game, there's like a lot of downtimes. It takes place over hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours. A lot of these games are relatively short. Yeah. Usually six, seven, eight, eight hours uh, tops. Um, in, in the case of Hidden Agenda, only two and a half to three hours tops. Yeah, because it's meant to be more of a movie. Uh, Wikipedia
0: defines Heavy Rain as an interactive drama.
1: That sounds like a perfect title. Perfect title. For yeah,
0: that. I would say that that's good. Maybe interactive horror for
1: two of them. Until Dawn? Yeah. Just well, and even still, it's still a drama in its horror. Yeah. Um. So, first off, let's look at, let's just kind of talk about games that are each of the different two elements. Like, uh, so when we think about a game like A Choice, except mm. for the titles we're going to talk about today... What uh, comes to your mind? I think of like... With choices? Yeah, when with a game that's very choice-heavy. Not just yeah. like, you can say this, and it, it, it'll it give you some funny dialogue. Right. Like, it actually changes the direction of the sure. plot.
0: I would say that I think of Mass Effect and Witcher. Because of those, while you aren't really making too many direct choices in... You don't really make choices physically as in you go a certain place and something happens it's more you make choice in dialogue and then go to a specific event so it's more that you're choosing on dialogue where in the games we're going to talk about it's more choosing based on the actions that you perform
1: right and i feel like i think bioware is a big one of those big groups who does a lot of those choice heavy games you know you talk about mass effect mm-hmm. i think it's dragon age because mm-hmm. dragon age the first game had a lot of that yeah. Uh, elements in it and with both of them you
0: have a ton of games in the franchise three for each yeah for each of
1: the bioware franchises and the choices carry over so it's cool. um and i'll just really quickly just to compare that with a game like um mario super mario bros sure. with, with super mario you're always going to save the princess at the end you're always going to get to the end of the game yeah with dragon age you're probably going to get to the end of the game but who knows how you're going to get there? You know, with Dragon Age specifically, you get different factions to help you. Will you have mm-hmm. the golems or will you have the dwarves? Will you have the Templars or the mages?
0: Yeah, in a Mario game, it's like if you don't follow the linear set of events that they want, then you fail. As opposed to in Dragon Age, where you, if you don't follow one of the like five linear sets that branch off into five other linear sets that branch off into five
1: other linear sets, and then you don't get to that finale. Then you finale. Don't, don't get there. Um, and the other side of the game, on the other side, this whole interactive film element. Um, not talking about these games, which I know narrows our list down quite a bit. Mm. I can think of a couple off the top of my head that I feel like fit into this sort of descriptor. Um, you know, I think of a game like uh, Her Story. I don't know if okay. you've ever seen that. Sure. Where it's, sure, you are, there's a lot of gameplay elements involved, but you're essentially just watching a bunch of short clips that make itself into a full film.
0: Well, one that I think of that some might disagree with me, but I do think that it heavily relies on it, would be the Uncharted series. Because...
1: I could, Yeah, I, I would agree to a
0: certain yeah, extent. Yeah, it, it has a lot of cinematics and... <clears throat> excuse me. While you do have a lot of shooting elements and a lot of uh, taking action, and there aren't really choices, but you're still kind of participating in an action movie in the sense that you're doing... C- Small things that are very set, and then you watch a, a, long cutscene.
1: Yeah, it's linear. There's a lot of quick time events.
0: Yeah. And a lot of really detailed, really, really uh, expensive cutscenes. Cuts. the well, finest cutscenes.
1: If they were in, they're in the real world. They'd be expensive.
0: <clears throat>
1: what? Because they because would be if it was an if it was a real action film. Yeah. Like yeah. That el, that like when that one airplane scene mm-hmm. or that one train scene. Or, or like bold opening scene. Or that one boulder scene. Or that one sub scene. Not going to explain anything more, but if it was any of those one scenes. Yeah, just yeah, talking you about you know. Indiana Jones now. <laughs> so, I thought the next thing that we should talk about, before we move into the actual discussion of the games themselves, is what we specifically want when we put in, and I'm um, heavy air quotes here, interactive drama. Um, I'll you go can't first, see yeah but we're both air quoting. Both of us, yeah, yeah. Big air quotes. Important over you know whoa! Well, well, well. <laughs> over over my tender supple nips uh so when we talk about what we want in a game um i'm going to use an example um of one of the, a game that we're not going to talk about but that falls into the sort of interactive drama i'm going to talk about the walking dead season one which i think is everything i want in an interactive drama you've got very well fleshed out characters. They're interesting. They're well voice acted. You can immediately distinguish them by their features. You know, they're complex. They have backstories. They're not just some bloke that you just decided to throw into an action movie. You know, they're not no, cardboard cutouts, which for some games like, you know, for Doom or Duke Nukem or Wolfenstein, uh, those kinds of games, you want that cardboard cutout character because it fits what yeah. they are going for. That yeah. sort of action hero. Yeah. Cardboards what, are fun. They're fine if you if they fit, like in until dawn. Like in until dawn, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and then on top of that, I want good music. I'd like fun action scenes, but most importantly, and this is something that I really feel strongly about, I want my choices to matter. If my choices don't end up mattering in a significant way, I get frustrated. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna really quickly for a little bit spoil the first Walking Dead season, just very very briefly. Um, there is a character who, there's two characters rather, at one point in the first episode you can choose to save one or the other. And then for the next two episodes that one character will be with you until they eventually die. And choosing one or the other really doesn't impact the story in any meaningful way. They're They're still there but they fulfill the exact same roles. They die in the exact same scene. It doesn't really feel like you've changed anything. Contrast that with uh, some of the choices later on in the game that will affect games later on in the series. And I feel like in, in a game based on choices, you have to have them matter. You can't just say, if you choose the evil option, the same thing happens if you chose the good option. I think Infamous is infamous for having something like that. Which part? A choice where it doesn't matter in the end. It's Yeah, it, I'm sure it same Some way, mm-hmm. Same way either way. Anyways, that's what I want.
0: Well... I would agree with everything that you said, obviously, but I'm going to read a quote from David Cage, Gosh, who is you're the, the worst. I hate you. lead of two of these games. You didn't have
1: this prepared ahead of time. You're just pulling things up on your phone. Shut up. <laughs> I've always
0: felt that game over is a state of failure more for the game designer than from the player. So in these kind of games, while I do feel that game over can be necessary, I love when games can have a, a state where you fail. And then, rather than like let's say you're playing a character and they you miss a a gunshot and then you get killed, you could just say, "Oh, game over, too bad," or you could say, "All right, that character's dead. Let's move on. Let's play as someone else, yeah and i I think that that makes for a really interesting game where it has a lot more possibilities than just, "Oh, you didn't
1: do this right, you fail, oh you didn't do this right." Fail. well and it'll make your first playthrough of a game more exciting mm-hmm, when, so you, when you don't know that if they're going to survive or not yeah
0: yeah and it, it, it you can be like hey i just beat this game how would you think of the ending yeah i mean it was it was weird how everyone died and they're
1: like everyone died for you oh boy well what <laughs> everybody lived for me um and i think that was part of why until dawn which came out just two years ago was so popular on YouTube for a time Mm -hmm. because everybody was getting different endings and seeing different scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember especially watching Markiplier, he got to the very end of the game where there's this scene where a lot of people can die in a row and he didn't save somebody and he just gave up, replayed the entire game up until that point to make sure that everybody lived. He was that upset with the fact that somebody died. I had a similar experience, but I didn't do that. No, no, you just you just sucked. Yeah. Actually, was it me who sucked? No, it was me. It was you? I made no, a mistake. It was when we, we were playing as Lauren. When we were playing with Lauren, my hands shook. Oh, yeah. And I killed <laughs> off our favorite character. But, so now that we know what we want in the games, I think rather than just say, oh, here's Heavy Rain, here's Until Dawn, here's Hidden Agenda, etc., we're going to sort of compare and contrast the two games each made by their own company. Not so just compare. Not just contrast. Compare and contrast. We've got ourselves a Venn diagram and we're going to yeah. put them next to each other and what's good between the yeah, It's on the wall. Yeah. We right have here. multiple our walls are, are scrawls. They're very full of everything. They're <laughs> definitely not empty and white and we need to get more walls. It's eggshell. <laughs> I call this <laughs> Pale Randall. Um, skeleton uh, Bone White. So we're, the first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the two Quantic Dream games that I find the most interesting. Mm. Um, Quantic Dream is well known for this type of interactive drama. They have three games of this style out so far, as far as I'm aware, and there is one more coming out um, next year. Their first game was Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy. Is that the is that the full name? I think there's some numbers thrown in somewhere. Possibly. I yeah. I'm thinking that too, but I don't think so. I think it's just because Fahrenheit nine one one is like maybe is a is a book and All we're just confusing it. Probably. But so Indigo Prophecy was kinda old. It's really it's super dated. The storyline's not that good. David Cage became known for like his twists and stuff. And Indigo Prophecy is uh Weird. no stranger to that. Yeah, it's just Fahrenheit. Their next game was Heavy Rain, which was super popular and still is to this day. In fact it's probably my favorite of the games that we're talking about today. Just my favorite interactive drama game, probably. It's probably my second. Um, Heavy Rain follows a story of Ethan Mars, whose son has been kidnapped by the notorious origami killer, who kidnaps small boys and leaves little origami um, in their place. And uh, as we soon find out, he forces their fathers to go on um, like little. Missions to see how much they will do for their son. Involving cutting off your own fingers, crawling through barbed wire, etc. Yeah. And you play as multiple other characters. A journalist, a private detective, and a police investigator. Throughout the course of the game, as well as Ethan. Yeah. As he searches for his his son. What's his son's name? Sean! 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 Jason! 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 It's, uh... Yeah. That's it, I'm done. That's that's all the funny ways that uh Ethan says his sons' his names. <laughs> the sons' his names. Yeah.
0: Good. I'm sure we're gonna cut out this
1: dead air, but Am I? If you want to, you don't have to. <laughs> but uh the next thing, the other game is uh Beyond Two Souls, Dylan. Yeah. Describe the plot of Beyond Two Souls.
0: Sure. Beyond Two Souls follows a girl who Ellen Page yeah it's it's uh voiced and modeled by Ellen page, not Ellen Page to the modeling she'd mocab it right yeah she,
1: she mocapped it. it anyway,
0: so it follows her from a young girl up until adulthood and her having be her being tied to this sort of
1: spirit of sorts it's an like imaginary friend who's real,
0: yeah, so she's been in this facility since she was a kid that kind of her parents barred this facility because they couldn't handle her anymore and they kind of took her in and did experiments on her not harsh experiments but kind of just yeah they, they left learning her learning how to do things they left
1: her with um will and defoe yeah it's will and defoe that's i love how it's i don't even think of them as characters no it's just, just their Page, actors
0: and then after that she goes and does other stuff eventually she joins the police academy and then things happen. She it's just her has story. It's lead. just it's yeah. just her story. Yeah, and it's it's relatively interesting for that. But the the biggest mystery involves who this imaginary friend spirit is, and also it's told, which is relatively important. I forgot until now. It's told out of order, and then it tells you like where in a timeline it kind of lands. So you might play one section from midway and where the story would be, and then one from the beginning, one from the end, and at the end they kind of all come together, but. It can be a little disjointed at, the, at times.
1: And I'll be honest, I think Beyond Two Souls is the weaker of the game for this storytelling. Mm-hmm. Normally, I am I am totally down with the whole sort of jumping around in timelines. Like, one of my favorite anime, Bakuno, yeah. does that. Uh, you know, Pulp Fiction does that. But with a game where your choices mean so much, it's hard to care about what's happening to Ellen as a little girl when we've seen her as an adult, like... She doesn't have scars on her face, so we know we don't have to worry about her getting her face cut, or like we see Willem Dafoe when he's a, when she's a teenager. So if he's trapped under burning wreckage, it's like we're gonna save him. It's like, well, do we even need to save him because we know he lives? Yeah. And I think that was a that was a big part of why Beyond Two Souls I don't think is as good as Heavy Rain. One of the many reasons. One of the many yeah. reasons. Um, what are some of the, the things that you? found that heavy rain succeeded at that beyond two souls did not that heavy rain succeeded at yeah um i think that one thing that they succeeded at
0: was playing as multiple characters because in beyond two souls you only play as the one and we only kind of learn about her and i'd say that there's three other major characters but we don't really learn too much about them there's one who's like her good friend on the force one who's like her love interest kind of and then one who is Willem Defoe.
1: Yeah. Right. One who was willing to yeah.
0: And it's mostly following Ellen Page's character, but she's really not all that interesting. She's kind of just. It all has to do with her imaginary friend, spirit person. And that's kind of her whole personality. She was also kind of bullied as a kid because everyone thought she was crazy because she had an imaginary friend that does, yeah, does, does the does spirit. Things, yeah. But as opposed to the Heavy Rain, where you have four characters who are all interesting and all have different stories that all kind well, of come together.
1: I would say that Ethan isn't that interesting. Yeah. You know? But true. I think like that's something that I think the Quantic Dream has a problem with. Because I don't think the guy from Indigo Prophecy is that interesting. Mm-hmm. Ethan's not interesting. Mm-hmm. And Ellen Page isn't that interesting. Yeah. But with Ethan, it doesn't matter so much because you feel for him anyways. And right. you have these three really interesting supporting characters. Whereas Ellen Page is struggling because she's trying to hold the whole... She's the vehicle yeah. for the player. On her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I also just think the story fits <laughs> the whole choices elements better. You know, you've got the serial killing in Heavy Rain. You know, you've got uh, all these characters with their different objectives moving towards a different goal. But with Ellen Page, it's so disjointed. In one, you're helping a homeless woman dev- deliver her baby. Yeah. In another, you're storming some scientific lab to stop these crazy creatures. Yeah. It's like there's no sense of cohesiveness and the story struggles for it because you were just trying to describe the story and it's, you can't just say there's a bunch of serial killings and Ethan Mars is trying to save his yeah. son
0: yeah there's no tagline really
1: you have to just say she has an imaginary friend and that's the plot yeah and it's
0: it's odd because when you're I think that if you played the game from the beginning to the end uh, Beyond Two Souls that is you wouldn't really lose anything it's not like there's really missed. Maybe if you played it one in the far future, and you're like, "How did she get there?" But I don't really think there's any mysteries that like, "Oh, if you knew this thing that happened when she was a kid, you would know what happens at the end."
1: I I just <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. I don't think that putting it in that format added anything to the story. No. And if you're gonna do that, okay. it has to have a reason. You can't just do it because I think that honestly, I think they did it because the story isn't interesting. Yeah. You can't just do it because I'm David Cage. I do what I want. (laughs) I I feel that game over screens are stupid. (laughs) It's a failure as a director. Plus, I'll say I think Heavy Rain has better music. It has worse voice. It has worse voice and motion capture acting. That's just because it's older. That's just because it's older. Yeah, I I would say. But I think the quick time events are more fun for me. I feel like yeah. Beyond Two Souls has much more. There's like shooting and like dodge rolling and. I like how in Heavy Rain, it's only quick time events, pretty much. Like, you pick up the phone, you gotta move the stick in the right way, or you want to get through something, you have to hold down, like, six buttons at once. You're Mm -hmm. trying to push somebody into a grinder. You have to do it well. You can't just... I will say that
0: that in Beyond Two Souls, that is... The gameplay elements are definitely better in Heavy Rain, but it does have the one element of controlling the imaginary friend or spirit. Which, at times... It doesn't work well. Right. But when it does, it can be kind of interesting because you can go through walls as this thing, and then you. It kind of switches from playing Ellen Page to playing the spirit to like get through doors. You can possess- use his things on a computer.
1: Or like possess a guy. Yeah. Later.
0: You're basically a poltergeist. So you can knock <laughs> little uh, picture frames off the wall or whatever else. And that can lead to some interesting things. I think that if they did it better, it could be even more interesting.
1: I, I think it is cool during those scenes how they go back and show Ellen like with the blood trickling out of mm-hmm. her nose, that like she can only do it for a little while.
0: Yeah, and it it's like a distance thing, and this obviously helps her with her like police work at times. Uh, it also, I think, there's an early scene on the train. So I don't don't want to. I don't think it's spoilers, but you can use the spirit to like make a shield around you that stops bullets yeah which is weird
1: but whatever it's david cage he can do what he wants
0: yeah and the the gameplay of that is you just bring the two sticks on the controller either away or towards to either push or pull i think which i mean it works
1: it's whatever yeah and that's heavy rain beyond two souls
0: and that's the way these go
1: so f- for you what would you give on a 10 point scale the 10 point scale that i devised um, yep. with 10 being perfect impossibly perfect zero being impossibly bad and five being perfectly average yeah where would you what would you give heavy rain
0: heavy rain i would give a s- you see it's it's easier to to rate games when you played them recently but right. I, I still remember it well enough uh so there's some deviation but i'd say i'd probably give it like an eight i
1: i i think i think high, high higher of it than you do but that's also i think nostalgia coming in but i'd probably no. give it an eight and a half i really sure. do think it's that good yeah what about beyond two souls
0: i would give beyond two souls a solid six and a
1: half six six to six and a half i'm gonna give it a five and a half because i think it's got some things it's not bad but it's barely above average for me sure um, moving on, let's talk about Until Dawn, mm. um, by Supermassive Games. We're and gonna talk all the way until
0: dawn? Ha
1: ha Duck ha ha. The wow. What a jeep.
0: I'm just gonna... Excuse it's me. Excuse me, everybody.
1: I'm just gonna... So, I'm just gonna go. Just... I'm gonna leave. Hang
0: on. <laughs> Realistic door noises. Realistic
1: door noises. <laughs> um... Anyways, after that terrible joke, we're going to talk about Until Dawn now. Um, I'm going to give you... So, we're going to try to describe each of these games in a sentence or less. Okay. We already
0: broke that with the other ones. Yeah, but that
1: doesn't count. Uh, seven <clears throat> horny teenagers are trapped in a cabin. Seven horny teenagers. High up on a snowy mountain. Trapped in a cabin. by a crazy man.
0: Stalked by a crazy man.
1: But maybe there's something else lurking on the mountain that nobody knows about. That made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope it did. So that's Until Dawn. It's a good description. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Now, a
0: Hidden Agenda. Hmm. A hidden Agenda follows a police detective in her attempts to solve a murder... Su- a series of murders from many years ago
1: and now it's like a continuous yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: well let me rephrase this it follows the detective who tries to stop a serial killer who may still be on the loose good one may still be on the loose
1: uh preliminary which one do you like more Until, yeah. Dawn. <laughs> until Dawn. Until uh, Dawn. I would have to agree. I think Until Dawn was very surprising. It was so good. Yeah. I was very very impressed. Mm. I think both of us watched a playthrough of it before we did our own playthrough. Because I remember you were watching the Scary Game Squad. I don't know if we, I don't think either of us watched one all the way through. I know I was watching parts of one before we played the game. I don't think I watched the Scary Game Squad until after we played it. Until after we played? Yeah. I think I saw a couple of episodes before we played it. But not the full thing. So I didn't know the whole mm. plot line. Um, yeah, so that's what, Until Dawn, I think, was, it's a recent interactive, um, drama. Yeah, a couple years ago. Even more so, I think, than, um, Heavy Rain, in that it's just, like, one event. It's, like, one day over... It's one night. Until Dawn, yes. Um, and I think Until Dawn was really a masterpiece. You know, it was very campy, it was goofy, it was fun.
0: Yeah, for what it was trying to be, it was probably pretty close to... It does what it does well. It does what it does
1: well, yeah. Um, you know it's got, it's got everything that we want, you know, it's got great characters, great music, a fun storyline. Mm-hmm. Your choices actually really heavily matter. Yep. Except for two characters, uh, there's like you can control each of the different, of the seven characters. Um but two or three of them have to get to certain points in the storyline. Right. So, and that's the same with Heavy Rain too, but it's nice to know that you can kill off everybody really quickly. Yeah. Like there's one thing where as you're playing as one character, he's racing to try to save another character. Mm-hmm. If you don't get there fast enough, they die. And yep. that's just it. They're gone. That's the end of their plot. Yep. And um, I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah. And as you were saying, the characters need to get to a certain point. But even getting to that certain point, they won't, be, they won't necessarily be unscathed.
1: Yeah. And the, the, the point is to get them to survive. Yeah. There is a storyline that you can look for, you know, like there are hidden bits and pieces. Mm. And it's interesting to go look for that. You know, they're like clues, um, but you don't have to get it. You know, with Heavy Rain, you're kind of, the storyline will be told to you. With Until Dawn, if you want the story, you have to go look for it. It's not just going to yeah. be there. But yeah. um, like there's this little video that plays, um, every that you can check every so often, that gets longer and longer the more clues you find until eventually mm-hmm. you're told the whole story of what's on the mountain. Well, they're not really clues. They're totems, which I think is really interesting. Are, are, is the totems what makes that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm thinking of the clues that just give you hints to the story. like.
0: Yeah, I think those are, those those are give... different. Anyway, the totems, either way, are still really cool because they can signal. They show a tiny clip of a future event in the game. And based on the category that you find it in, There's five of them. I don't remember what they are. Yeah, like death It could either be something that you want to push towards or something that you want to avoid. So it could be someone burning up in a house.
1: Or dying horribly.
0: Yeah. But if they burn up in a house, you might not exactly see who burns up in the house. Right. So you you... just need to avoid fire.
1: Yeah, so like there's a specific part, uh, a little spoiler thing here, where you get this flare gun. And you're trying to decide who you want to give it to. And one of the totems you've seen shows one of those characters burning. And you're like, flare gun, fire. Maybe I don't want to put these two people together. But that's not the case. It's just trying to trick you. Mm -hmm. And I I think you're right. That's really interesting. Another thing. There's the other thing that Until Dawn does really well um, that Heavy Rain did not. uh, Is that it has this psychologist who... Between every chapter, he asks you questions about what you're afraid of and how do you feel about certain characters, Mm -hmm. and that actually affects the way the game plays. If you say you're afraid of scarecrows, there will be a scarecrow jump scare. If you're afraid of snakes, you'll see fucking snakes everywhere. If you're afraid of spiders, et cetera. And it changes the game to scare you based on what you tell him, and it's really very interesting. Mm -hmm. Especially, it's like very meta, too, the whole psychologist thing. Yeah, I think it really ends up, it has a great payoff in the end. Oh, yeah. Almost even better than, like, who the masked killer is. Well, I think that's the
0: thing about Until Dawn is all the elements kind of come together. I don't really feel like any of them are kind of disjointed. Right. Even the totems, which are obviously just a gameplay element to, to tell you something, you're still on this mountain that based Na- on clues have like Indian, like Native American roots stuff. Yeah. So you would still possibly be able to find them. Uh, and I also think that a lot of the clues around are they real are they just to put you off the scent
1: i don't know who knows yeah there's definitely a lot early on to put you off the scent of who like because there's this like masked like assailant going around yeah and there's a lot of clues around that you're like is this to tell us who it is is this why what is this Mm -hmm. it's really interesting uh one last thing about hidden or about until dawn before we move on gameplay element that they had that beyond two souls and heavy rain did not that i think was a great addition and also an awful addition is holding still you have to hold the controller while it rumbles in your hand still to keep your character still yeah and especially in a horror game it works very well surprisingly well it's very effective um i think it works pretty great in every instance except for the final one because depending on how many characters are alive at the end you have to do them successively Mm. And it gets harder and harder each time. And if you slip up just once, you immediately lose a character.
0: Yeah, and you're playing a horror game. So if you get like, shaky and afraid, then it, it's or off. you have like
1: jump scares. So like, I agree with them throughout the entire game, except for this one part. Because I think if you have everybody alive, it, you have to do it five times in a row. Yeah. And you mess up once, one character dies. You mess up a second time, another one dies. And it's like everything up until that point has been for naught. Because it doesn't matter. Right. For Hidden Agenda. Now this is a weird game. It's an interactive drama, but it's meant to be played in multiplayer using your phones as the controller.
0: Yeah, it has this new PlayStation 4 kind of thing that they're trying to push called PlayLink, where you download an app and then you kind of have certain control over the game. They've done it for this game and I think a couple others. Maybe <laughs> some Jack, Jackbox games. Um, I don't know. You don't know Jack. Yeah. Some it's party game. It's whatever. Yeah. But it's... it's uh, I don't know where you were going. I just I, wasn't going at, I wasn't going anywhere.
1: I was just ex- agreeing with you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting how you can... It, you need to kind of play with multiple people. And there's two different modes, right? There's competitive and there's cooperative. And cooperative, you just kind of go through the story. You all make choices. There are certain prompts like, who among you is the most trusting? And then you, everyone votes and that person is going to have to make a choice later on that involves either should they be trusting or should they not be trusting right and then there's competitive which has you all compete against each other giving you certain possibly giving one of the players a certain task that they need to trick the other character other players into fulfilling
1: yeah like let the serial killer go free or
0: capture them and it's and if you do then you get more points and whoever has the most points at the end wins there's also these little Choice takeovers that you can use, that you earn by doing successful time events, where you can take over. You can take over control of for, the choice
1: for a choice, and just
0: make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah, but then someone else can take over your takeover, and then someone can take over their takeover. Right, so it's just and a, then you can take over their takeover of their, your takeover. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you lose. And you lose, unless you can trick them to use their takeover of their takeover of the person's takeover. Of your takeover if you can trick their takeover to do what you want them to then you still win right so long as you get your choice it doesn't matter right yeah and the gameplay right is on, on on phones as we said and you're basically using your phone to move a bubble on the screen which is your cursor in theory and that works for quick time events as well as choosing choices either on the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen you bring your little bubble into another little bubble, into a bigger bubble. Yeah. To make your choice.
1: And that's hidden agenda. Yeah,
0: and some of them you have to. Some of them, everyone has to cooperate, and everyone has to pick the same choice. No, the majority has to pick the same choice. That's right. For some of them. Right. Or maybe for all of them.
1: So I don't know. Yeah, and hidden agenda is probably the best looking game, at first glance, of all the games that we've talked about so far. Mm but in hindsight it has a lot of graphical glitches that make me think that it was sort of rushed out of production yeah but it has like it looks better like the facial animations are better than until dawn's but it's a little awkward at times because of i assume it was rushed out and it didn't get a lot of like press it just sort of came out it was really weird
0: yeah it probably got rushed out because they just want to push that play link thing
1: and it was, it's okay. It's all right. The storyline is not that intriguing. I mean, we've already done a serial killing before, and this serial killing just isn't as fun, honestly. And that's a shame. Um, because I feel like it could have been really good, and it just, it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, even that,
0: you, you think that just doing a, a serial killer thing, whatever, it works, but you kind of don't want to, you want to have a
1: twist on that. Yeah, you don't want it to just be a serial killer. Yeah, and this doesn't really seem to. It's like somebody was somebody was arrested for a serial killing that they did not commit. Yeah, you've That's you've the heard plot. this story
0: many times. Uh, and it it only lasts for three hours ish. Yeah, depending, and that causes you to maybe not be as attached to the characters, causes you to not really get as invested, and.
1: And it doesn't it doesn't have any replayability. Yeah,
0: it doesn't really... I don't think it really intends for you to play it again. It kind of just... So you get the trophy for beating it, and it's called Movie Night. Right. So maybe they intend for it to just be like a, a movie, a movie yeah. experience that you kind of play once, and then you finish. But if you don't play it well enough the first time, I don't feel like it has a satisfying enough ending.
1: Right, yeah, and I agree. Like, we still have yet to see the complete ending because... How are we supposed to know what's all the right choices? Yeah, i have played it. And especially if you're playing it competitively, you're never going to end up at the choice you want because everybody's trying to win for points. Right. So it's like, and a lot of these side endings just weren't satisfying. Like, neither Mm -hmm. of the endings we've gotten so far were enjoyable. It was like, great, she's in jail. And it was, it was, it went went from like, it was building up to some big climax and then the main character gets arrested for the crime. She's put in jail in the credits roll. Yeah. And that's it. And then they had the same sort of credits deal that Until Dawn has, where all the characters talk about their experiences in an interview, but it just doesn't have the same impact because I don't care about any of these people.
0: Yeah, it's weird because we, in Until Dawn, obviously we play as all the characters that we hear from, and we learn about them, we care about them. In this one, I think you have like five characters that you hear from, and
1: you only get to play we as play two
0: characters, two of them, and. The other ones are in, like, two scenes. Yeah, so it's, it's,
1: it's a little weird. Needless to say, Until Dawn's better, we feel. Oh, yeah. And um, Supermassive is coming out with another game set in Insane Asylum for VR. I have no idea anything else about it right now.
0: One thing that I will say about um, the game that's forgettable, and I keep forgetting its name.
1: Uh, Hidden Agenda. Hidden Agenda, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Is that if you took the gameplay elements from Hidden Agenda, as in the choices and the multiplayer, and put it on Until Dawn... I think it'd
1: be cool. I think it'd be really cool. No, I agree. Or Heavy Rain or mm-hmm. any of those games. I completely agree. I wish it had not been a three and a half hour game. Mm-hmm. I, I could have seen myself, if we had friends, which we don't, but if we had <laughs> friends, I could see us inviting people over multiple times to play a longer game saying, hey, yeah, let's yeah. continue doing this. That. You know, if you stop at a chapter and go, all right, that's it for today. Let's come back next time and let's continue playing this.
0: Yeah. Maybe like some more acts rather than scenes.
1: And a more engrossing story and better characters.
0: Yeah, which they could do if they
1: had more time. So finally, we're just going to talk about, so what, out of all that we've talked about today, Mm -hmm. what do you see that works in interactive dramas?
0: Well, it's like you talked about before. I think that what works best is interesting characters, even if you don't have the best plot. Which, I mean, we haven't seen that really, but I think even if you didn't have a great plot, if you have characters, they can kind of push through that plot and still make you care about
1: them. Well, and I think we see that with Heavy Rain and Until Dawn, the plot does drag a bit. There are definitely slow points. But because the characters are interested and we are invested in seeing them get to the end or killing them all off, whichever way you're going for, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Well, it's like, let's
0: say that that the uh, Hidden Agenda game had interesting characters and was longer then, sure, it's just this normal serial killer story, but I would care if the main character dies or not. Right. I would want to see it through to the end because I care about these other side characters and what happens to them, where their story ends up. So I think that the, the kind of most important thing in interactive storytelling, which, I mean, I kind of think that about a lot of gaming, more modern gaming, because classic gaming is more about gameplay, but a lot of more modern gaming, the characters really kind of,
1: yeah push through a story i think that's i mean like going over really quickly to talk about telltale which does exclusively a a shit ton of these games Mm -hmm. their best ones are the ones that focus on characters and give us good characters look look at walking dead season one great characters pretty much across the board regardless of whether or not you like kenny like i do Mm -hmm. great characters or i haven't played tales from the borderlands but Oh, it's great you you like it characters um, it's also tied into an interesting story where some of the ones that aren't as good like Game of Thrones which doesn't really have very good characters Yeah. Um, so um, I have written on here positives but I don't really I feel like we've already talked about everything we wanted to talk about with these um, types of games um, I guess what I'm looking forward to you know at E3 the, uh Quantic Dream revealed their next game which is going to be Detroit Almost Human yeah. I'm going to be honest the trailer E3 it looked like Shit, it wasn't interesting. It was, you are an android leading an android revolution. La-da-la-da-la. And I know that sounds sort of interesting, but we've seen that so much before. This whole, you know, Nier, Deus Ex. There's so much of this android stuff that I was like, this isn't going to be interesting. Yeah. And they recently revealed another trailer at the Paris Games Week that was way better and made me much more interested in the storyline. Yeah. However, the one thing I'm worried about is that it showed us playing a completely different character in what seemed to be a one-off story. Like, you're in a house, you have an issue, you have to decide what you're going to do about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little worried that it's just going to be a bunch of two-hour-long little snippets, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a continuous story. That's the one thing I'm worried about for that.
0: Yeah, well, that would be unfortunate, but what I hope that they're doing is that... So the, the original trailer had this guy who's an android doing this hostage negotiation thing, whatever. And then this one is about the more domestic life of an android. So I'm hoping that they go through those stories, and then they meet up in the middle.
1: And then there's more stories to go from there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, uh, not really in um, Heavy Rain, but kind of. Yeah, like, they, they cross paths kind of in sense. Heavy Rain.
1: And then Supermassive, like we mentioned, is doing that Asylum game. Yeah. I, there hasn't been very much released on it. We don't have a PSVR. Yeah. Um, Dylan, I wants to donate one Dylan will be buying one shortly I once I convince him I will not. <laughs> um, you keep saying you might um, and that's it so we already talked about what we gave Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls mm-hmm. what do you give Until Dawn on a 10 point scale um, 9 8.5 you can still give don't it an 8.5 but think it's better than Heavy Rain
0: yeah but I don't, I don't know because just for what it is, I would probably give it a, a nine. But there are some issues that I don't know might bring it down to an eight point five. So I don't know. I'm gonna give know. I'm
1: gonna give it an eight. Um, and I'm I'm gonna drop my heavy rain rating down to an eight too. Just from the sense of they're good games, I like them a lot, but they do have enough flaws that make them not a nine. Which like a nine is like an almost perfect score. Yeah. And hidden agenda, I'm gonna give hidden agenda right now. I'm gonna give it a straight five and a half. The el the play the game play elements are interesting. Maybe it's because we didn't play with friends, but I didn't find it that compelling. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was nearly as good as its predecessor. Yeah, I'd
0: probably give it a six. six. Bump it up that point just because of uh I think the play link is interesting and if they do more with it, more game, more companies do more games with it, they're a longer form, then it could be cool. Since it's my first experience with a play link. If it was just you know, another playlink game, then it wouldn't, wouldn't be that care. point. But.
1: All right, Dylan, real quick, what are we playing? The year's we... real quick, real quick, real I don't, quick, real quick. We're playing <laughs> Sly 2,
0: we're playing Xenoblade Chronicles,
1: uh, we're playing uh, we're trying to finish, Fate Extra. Trying to finish Fate Extra while watching Fate Apocrypha.
0: Yeah, but we finished all that, so we need to wait a for another words. yeah a month or so. Uh, I think that's about all we're playing. I mean, we have a ton of stuff but
1: there's stuff coming out playing like in, right now yeah, there's stuff coming out soon um ellen Noir's is coming out soon i'm looking forward to playing playing that on switch skyrim's coming out on switch might get that and then xenoblade chronicles 2 comes out in december yep that's it all right that's the end of the episode you are my friend ah we're over 9000
0: are we yeah what's the scout say about our power yeah right? i don't know
1: dylan maybe it's like 10 or something
0: wow do you have a scouter 10 i do actually
1: bring it out right now i don't have it with let's, me well, let's wait for it's it it's like
0: a tiny one that i got
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually you, you you got dragon ball z monopoly and it's yeah. like one of those little <laughs> tokens peace. yeah all right that's it goodbye all right see ya godspeed